This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. I pop off. The Clover's there. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss. The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Hello, Cardinal fans. Welcome to the Monday morning edition of Two Birds on a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast, brought to you by our good friends, uh, one of the arms of the Innovative Companies, the Innovative Construction Team. You guys have heard from our good friend and yours, Randy Green. Deserves an opportunity for your business. He's a second-generation craftsman with 35-plus years of experience. The Innovative Companies are fully licensed, bonded, insured, and if you need construction help, they do residential, commercial, industrial. New home construction, remodeling, excavating, anything you need from the construction world. Give them an opportunity for your business. Start very simply by going to InnovativeCompanies.com and learning more about the Innovative Companies team and what they can offer you. Um, interested to get to our show today only because, you know, it kind of feels like, you know, a few days after Christmas for if you're a Cardinal fan. You know, we had the winter meetings. Things were exciting. Um, you know, uh, as I have said all along, this offseason felt different to me. Cardinals were in on everybody. And... Sure enough, we were able to pull a trade together for Ozuna, which I felt was great. Obviously, we had a couple things before that that, in my opinion, were a little underwhelming. Um, you know, I got taken to task by some people for being underwhelmed by those signings, and then um, I'm sorry, but uh, I still am. I, I, you know, they're whatever. I don't. I mean, I. It is what it is. But we'll move forward from there because I'm still of the belief that we're not even close to being done yet. Um, these things take time. Uh, people are. A little bit, I don't know if frustrated is the word, but if you follow social media at all, people are kind of getting that after Christmas feeling like, okay, that's over. I've got some stuff. Now, what didn't I get? You know, what did I not get that I wanted? Well, I would think it's safe to assume and, and you know, that we didn't get the closer that we wanted. We didn't get another bat that we might want. We, you know, now here's the thing. We did get a starting pitcher and a bullpen arm, but it's kind of like, is that what you wanted? I mean, you wanted a nice shirt. Maybe you got a shirt. Or you wanted, you know, you were looking for the new game system, and you got the old game system. I don't know how you look at that, but that's a little bit for me. The reality of it is I still don't believe we're even close to being done. I have my thoughts on it. We'll share those today. The people that we're going to share those opinions with and hear from as well, let's start off with my in-studio partner on Mondays. Uh, of course, back and i gotta tell you if there's not a luckier team let me tell you NFL, about christmas let me t- yeah let, let christmas, me tell you about a christmas christmas present. came early for the dallas cowboys last night and he's in studio smiling like a cheshire cat hey check out the socks babe i don't even want to yeah that's ridiculous yeah. go ahead what do you got for us dallas cowboy socks yeah i saw what a heck of a finish yesterday yeah, that's unreal yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you what do you expect from the First Cowboys, off, America's team? You know, you guys are the only guys in the whole league I know that when when you see a call that could go either way, you're thinking to yourself, Roger Goodell is on the horn with the with the refs going, this guy tried to screw me out of my extension, okay? So let's not. And they get every call. They the guy folds the. Why did he not stick the paper down in there without folding it over? I'll never understand that. Why did he fold it over to make it thicker? I don't understand it. Just stick the paper down there. But it's, he folded it over. It's folded. It's okay. in his back pocket. I, no, it was. It's the, he it's folded a, it over and stuck it down there. I watched no, him. Okay? It's a penalty card. Whatever. It's already set I, listen, up. We're like not that. here to talk about Cowboys. Welcome to the show, Steve Flowers. More importantly, let's welcome in on the m 4 byyachtycom hotline the guy who people really want to hear from. And he wants to talk about the Packers, probably. Yeah, I, it, it's all good. What's going on, Benji? 
Hey guys, how you guys doing over there? Well, we're doing hey, okay. I, 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 I do, I do want to speak about the Packers. My guy did okay. I suspect it. You know, he's been he's been out for so long, eight weeks. So, but he threw for three touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, I'm glad that he's just back, man, to watch a normal game, even if we lost. I mean, it's just it's just hard to watch the other guys just trying to be a rod when they're not. So. I'm just glad he's back, man. I, I think we're going to play better, and you know we have a tough task with the Vikings and but the Cowboys. All the referee had to do was just say first down. That's it. Don't don't put a paper in there. You know, just say first down, and that's your call. You know what I'm saying? So by putting the paper, made it made it a you know a classic Cowboy call, whatever they want to call it. I don't care, but. But they, they, he just should have just said, you know what? I see a first down. That's it. Let's go. Let's keep moving. You know, but that's all right. I mean, Cowboys' hopes are up. You know, that's, that's great, Steve-O. I'm with you. Your hopes are, are, are up. You're still in it. Um, it's just going to be harder, buddy. The last two days you'll be eliminated, and then it'll be harder and harder. That's all. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're closer eliminated than you guys are, so feel me. <laughs> well, speaking of hopes up, I think we have some Cardinal fans that got their hopes up. Uh, due to the winter meetings and the things that were going on, of course. Um, there's no doubt about it. I believe they're not done. And here, before we, before we do our, you know, our, our gracious intros and, and, and spill all our stuff, I'm going to go around the table right here and just get this out of the way. Steve-O, do you, th- I mean, do you think they're near done? No, I don't think they're done. I mean, I, um, we're just a week away, not even yeah. a week out from the winter meetings, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they're not done. Okay. This is just the beginning. This is the first... Domino to fall. It's the first frenzy in a prize fight, okay? You got a couple of rounds where people feel each other out. You get, you know, a little boxing, get our, you know, whatever our distances are. This was the first fury. Okay. Okay, so we still have a bunch more rounds We got a whole bunch of fight left in us. How about you, Benji? Do you think we're near done? No, not a chance. I don't think that we're done. This is a process, guys. You know, you have to... You have to wait. It doesn't happen when we want to. It happens when they talk about it and when they get together. Uh, we said it in the winter meeting, something's going to happen, and they did it, you know, but not the things that we wanted. But you have to wait. It's just still a process. They're still in talks. I bet you anything, they're still talking to the guys and the other guy and the guys that we're talking to, they're talking to other teams and, and matching them up and say, hey, listen, I want $10. You, you will for $15. You know, things like that. It's all happening. It's just under, you know, under the radar. Nobody knows. And nobody has to know. So it's just a process. you got to wait. Well, yeah. And, and, and let's face it. It's the whole, you know, we want what we want. And we want it now. And we want improvement. We were, you know, we went through the Stanton thing. And then, and then finally we got some resolution. And I think there was a, a mass euphoria when we got Ozuna. Even the people that preferred Yelich over Ozuna or, or wanted Stanton really bad or whatever. I think when you got Ozuna, a lot of reports came out about him, who he was, what he brings. I think people got real happy. And then we were attached to all these other things, and you started putting together in your mind, okay, this is how it's going to look. We got Ozuna. We, you know, we're looking at another bat maybe to bat behind him, and then we're going to add Colome or Davis. And, boy, now you hear Archer's name, and you start going, holy cow, look at this team that we could have come April. And then nothing after Ozuna, and I think there's a little bit of a downtime. But, hey, I'm with you, guys. I'm 100%. I don't think we're near done. We're going to talk a little bit about it today as uh, some of the questions coming in. Want some thoughts on, on where we would go. And, and uh, more importantly, I mean, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about where we're going to go, in my opinion, and then really kind of why. The, the why this thing is not moving fast is, I think, the thing that's intriguing the most. So before we do that, though, let's remind you guys to check us out. Twobirdsandabat.com is our website. Uh, lots of things you can do there that are important. Number one, uh, obviously, you can find the current show. You may listen to it this way. You can listen to some back episodes, whatever you'd like to do. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast there. It's completely free. When we release the show, you get a notification on your phone. It also downloads right to your podcast app on your phone, and it's ready for you to listen to it at your pleasure. And that's really the best part of podcasting is you get to listen to it when you want and how you want to listen to it. So that's absolutely free, and you can do that simply by c- c- clicking subscribe to the podcast. The other thing you can do at twobirdsonabat.com, um, we're getting close, though, so you're going to have to do it fast, is do your Christmas shopping through Amazon. If you're on your mobile device, you would just scroll all the way down and click the Amazon. It'll take you right to the, the website. You're done with us. If you're on your computer, it'll be over on your right, and you just click the Amazon banner. 
Uh, very simply, cost you nothing. You do your shopping that way. We get a very small referral that helps us with our production costs. We'd greatly appreciate it. Obviously, it's Christmas season, and I'm sure they can get you your stuff uh, probably up to a certain date. But even after that, if you would continue to do your internet shopping there, it would help us as well. Don't forget to find us on our social media outlets. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Birds on a Bat Show. We've really had a lot of fun, especially the last two weeks, getting involved in a lot of Twitter conversations. Um, our big ask, though, is find us on Facebook. Simply type in Two Birds on a Bat like our Facebook page, and then the real task comes in. We're going to ask you, once you've liked it, or if you have liked it, go to Facebook, type it in. Go down to the right. You'll see Invite Your Friends. Uh, your friend list will come up. You'll be able to scroll through it. Invite all your friends that are Cardinal fans and that you think would enjoy the show and would enjoy being part of great uh, Cardinal conversations. That's our big ask. Find us on Instagram as well by simply typing in Two Birds on a Bat Show. Um, Happy to be a part of lineupmedia.fm, the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. Couldn't do the show without them and all of our all the wonderful support that they give us. They do a, such a wonderful job promoting all the shows. Uh, and again, I know if you give them an opportunity, you're going to find multiple, multiple shows that I think you're going to really enjoy. As like I said, there's there's really good stuff out there. Uh, couldn't have grown the show to where it is today without our help from our social media partners. Um, it starts, of course, with our friend Nate McHenry with RallySquirrel.com, the great Facebook page, extremely large, tons of fans, large fan base. Asked us to be a part of the Rally Squirrel Club. We're very proud to do that premium content show with him on Mondays. If you want to learn more about the Rally Squirrel Club, simply go to RallySquirrel.com. Uh, learn a little bit more about that as well. And again, it's a it's a it's a it's a great page, great for great for conversation. You guys met Chris Lawless, our friend, uh, last week. Great guy. He runs Cardinals Nation and Cardinals twenty four seven. Two great Facebook pages that people really enjoy, and everybody appreciates Chris and all the time he puts in. We had a great time with him, and we'll definitely welcome him back. Our friend Mick Light with Art City Sports has joined in on supporting the show. And I tell you what, ever since he's gotten involved, our show's really grown some more. So thank you so much. Cardinals Freaks as well. St. Louis Cardinals Fans Unite and Everything STL Sports. All great Facebook pages and groups. Make sure you give them a chance. Um, definitely looking forward to the conversation today. We've got a lot of, uh, I guess for lack of a better description, we've got a lot of stuff coming in uh, when it comes to like Twitter questions and where they're ranging. Of course, Everybody has their thoughts on where the Cardinals should go, what a lineup would look like, and things like that. We're going to get into that today. Um, the one thing that is for sure that I think all of us can agree on, the lineup is going to look different on opening day. It already does. Okay, you've got Mr. Ozuna in that lineup. Um, I'm of the belief that we're going to have a back-end closer that we can all be really excited about, um, possibly another bat. I'd like to see another starter. So the makeup of the team is going to look better on opening day, in my opinion. I think we're going to be better. Um, you're not going to want to miss opening day, and as our friend Benji Molina does, uh, will be doing for us, we'll be getting that note from him. Benji, you better get on that um, to make sure everybody can take off for opening day. But you can't go to the game without tickets. And if you want tickets, there's one way to register your chance to win it. You need to call this man right here, Steve Flowers, at what number? 618-655-0483. Ask him a mortgage question. Okay, you're registered to win two tickets for opening day. That's all you got to do. You may find yourself filling out an application to let him just at least tell you what he can do for you, whether it's a refinance, a new purchase, cash out, you want to do some work around there, pay off some credit card debt, whatever it may be. You may want to have this guy fill out an application. That's five more entries. If you wind up doing the loan with him, that's 20. But here's the cool part. If you have somebody call him and say, hey, so-and-so is already registered, told me to call you and ask you a question, you get five more. So you're limitless on your entries, guys. Okay, give him a call. One more time on that number. 618-655-0483. Let's hear from him and his wonderful wife, Emily. And when we come back, we're going to throw it around the table here as we try to figure out where do the Cardinals go from here. Hey, Cardinals fans. This is Steve and Emily Flowers with Supreme Lending. When we're not watching our Redbirds chase another world championship, we're helping buyers finance their dream home. That's right. Whether you're a first-time home buyer looking for down payment assistance or an experienced buyer looking for your next move, you deserve the best. So call us now at 618-655-0483. We have all the bases covered when it comes to your next home loan. FHA, USDA, VA, and conventional. We do it all here at Supreme Lending. Homeowners, with our refinance programs, you could lower your rate, get cash out to consolidate debt, or even remodel that bathroom, kitchen, or the outdoor space you've been dreaming of. The bases are loaded in your favor here at Supreme Lending. Call us at 618-655-0483 or visit us online at steveflowers.supremelending.com or search us on Facebook at Steve and Emily Flowers-Supreme Lending. Go Birds! 
All programs and terms are subject to change without notice and subject to underwriting approval. Supreme Lending NMLS 2129 is not affiliated with a government agency. Steve Flowers, NMLS 227652. Emily Flowers, NMLS 1256327. Missouri Company Registration 17-2156. Branch NMLS ID 1453720. Located at 361-1 Richardson Square Drive, Suite 200. Equal housing lender. Great stuff, Steve, and thank you again to you and your wonderful wife, Emily, for your continued support of the show. Somebody's going to win those two tickets to opening day. It may be you. All right, let's uh, let's get into some Cardinal talk here. Um, Benji, I'm going to start with you. Uh, the interesting part of this whole deal is while I'm excited about Ozuna, I'm absolutely excited about Ozuna, um, there's no doubt, though, that I'm looking at our pitching staff, and I'm concerned. Am I the only one? I mean, Benji, are you looking at our starters going, mm, I'd feel a little bit better with another top guy. What do you think? Well, I don't want to feel that way, but you can't, you can't avoid that. You know, if, when you look at him, you know, a couple of them are young. Uh, if you want to talk about Flaherty and Weaver, I mean, they'll be competing, uh, not for each other's job, but, but at least they'll be, they'll be there in spring training competing. Then you see Nicholas, and when we only saw him in, in Japan, which everybody knows is not the same league, um, then you have Wainwright that you don't know what you're going to expect. We all hope that he comes back to top form and, you know, and he does well, but you don't know what's, what's, what's happening if he has a, a hurt elbow or something. And then you have Cardinals. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a way to, I think you could be concerned, you know, uh, that's why I always said you need a front line starter that, that, competes with Carlos one-two punch. I always said it. Um, so let's hope. I mean, we still got time. There's still a couple pitchers out there that are good, you know. It might not be the top of the line for them, but, but they're good, you know. So we just got to wait and see. You know, for me, I guess when I look at it, it I, and I think to myself, why do I not feel good about it? Well, the, the main reason I don't feel good about it is while I have no doubt in my mind that Carlos Martinez has unbelievable stuff, he – you know, he, he looks the part, right, to be the guy. So I want to believe he's the guy. I'm just going to not even get into that. The problem is after Carlos. Now, while I'm excited about Luke Weaver, again, he exceeded my expectations last year, and I hope he continues to exceed them. Um, my concern is the spot right behind Carlos, and it's not necessarily – they're just titles and numbers, but the reality of it is you need a good one-two punch. The reason I don't feel good – you brought it – you know, you mentioned it. Now, listen, everybody loves Wayno. I mean, how do you not love Wayno, right? And everything he did, he's a great guy, constant teammate, everything you want in a Cardinal guy. But, uh, you know, when you go through what he went through last year and things have really trended this way now for a little while, you're, it's, only, it's only right to cause and wonder. Now, I guarantee you if he was here right now, he'd say, don't doubt me. And I get that. But the problem is, is we got to look at it that way, like, you know, what are we going to get from Wayno? The real question for me, though, is do we not give Waka enough credit? Like, you know, yeah, he's had, a, like, a rough here and there, but for the, re- for, for the most part, he's been pretty good. Is he – do we not give him enough credit for being that number two guy? What do you think? And who is, and who is this? Michael I, Waka. I Michael it. Waka. Do we not give him enough credit? Oh, no, I, I love Waka. Don't get me wrong. I forgot about him too. I love him. I, I don't. I won't move him anyway. I think he has a spot in my team, uh, in any team I have. Uh, Waka proved to be uh, the first five innings, six innings. He could be dominant, man. And, and remember, he's going to be a year older. He's going to be more mature, um, even more mature than he was. He was already. Uh, he already was. So. I love this guy. I love Waka, man. I, I I hope they're counting on him. I don't. I don't. I don't. If I'm the manager, I'll tell him right now. Hey, Waka, you're my number third, or you're you're. My, I mean, three, or you're my number four. Uh, just get ready for the season. And that's what I would do. So, um, I'm sorry that I forget about him, but he's he's legit to me. Uh, but I don't think he's a one-two punch guy. I think he's a three, four. Uh, you know, he could be a great five. I mean, that would be awesome. But we have we have we have that coming. So, but I'm I'm counting on Waka too. I mean, it's just that I forgot about it. it doesn't mean anything. But um, I mean, I like Carlos. I like Waka. I like Weaver. He, he, he proved to us that he can he can pitch. Uh, and then he just go out and make a lot and, and 
Wainwright and then it's Larry if he has a solid uh, spring training, then he might be in the mix. But, I mean, those are we have. That's what we have right now. I, I don't know, man. I'm afraid that they're not going to go get a front-line starter anymore. I think they're, they're going to go with what they have. Uh, I would hate that as, as myself, my opinion. I would hate that, but and I'm afraid of it. I hope not. Uh, but, I, but I like those guys that we were mentioning. You know, um, Steve-O, uh, I'll ask you the same question. Do we not give Waka enough credit? And to See, I'm on the same page with Benji. I, I like Waka in that three spot in the team. Like if I, And, again, people are like, well, and I've always said this. You know, once they start the season, what's the difference? My point is when you find yourself preparing for the playoffs and you're going to pitch X amount of games against X amount of you, you feel better knowing that that one-two punch is really strong. I feel like we have a one-three. I mean, that's my opinion. No, no, you're, you're, you're right. I mean, when you're penciling it in and you're writing it down, you don't look at it and go, oh, man, this guy is a clear one, and, and a, what we all want is a 1A. Yeah, 1A. You know? 1A, yeah. or, you know, I mean, what's, what's Houston got down there? 1, 1A, 1B, you know, 1C. Yeah. I mean, they got, they got a full lineup of them. So that's what you're really hoping for. I'll, I'll go back to a couple episodes ago when, when I kind of brought up you know, you, you yearn for those days where a Dave Duncan was your pitching coach and he could bring in some guy and make him a number two for a season or two. You know, we're, we're missing that. Um, and that was able to keep our budget down, able to, able to do some other stuff. So, yeah, somebody's going to have to step up, whether it's, you know, Flaherty, whether it's any of your, your other guys that, you know, your young kids. Uh, Locke is going to have to pitch hopefully like a two. Because I don't think you can win consistently having a, a maybe one and a bunch of three, four, and fives. I mean, he's got to be two right now. Like, he, if you went yeah. into the season right now, he's got to be get the ball the second game of the season, doesn't he? I would think so. Benji, doesn't he? If, 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 you, yeah. if He'd have to get the ball the second game of the season, wouldn't he? Oh, he'll have to right now, yeah. Right now he'll have to go up on the mound and, and face where we're facing the second game. That, that that'll be him. Who else? I mean, you can't unless you gave freaking Nicholas that much money. Well, put him in the second spot and say, "Hey, buddy, here he is. You wanted those fifteen million dollars for two years. Let's go get him. <laughs> Let's see what you got." Well, and again, and I hope he's fine. I mean, and again, I you know I trust people well, and, and all that. I mean, who doesn't hope he's fine? But that's kind of my want. Is I'm looking at it, and and that's kind of my desire. So, you know, as we look at that. I think some of the, the, the you know, we're going to have a discussion about this, but some of the Twitter questions coming in kind of almost address this. So, so rather than be redundant, let's just get to some of those Twitter questions. Of course, the Twitter questions are brought to you by an, an arm underneath the Innovative Companies team, the Innovative Electric side. So our Twitter questions as brought to you by Innovative Electric. Let's start with Drizzy Drutzer. As again, I think he kind of, his question will, will, will start us off here. So we'll go around the table here. Benji, I'll start with you. Would you rather go for the superstar in Machado or the quality package of Colome, Longoria, and Archer? Like, to you, what would make more sense? I think Colome and the, the three guys, you know, it would make a lot more sense to me than Machado. Machado is a, it's a heck of a player, but I think he's only one more year, right? Yeah, one uh, year. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. So if it's one more year, if, if Machado signed with us for six, five, six years, I don't mind it. I don't mind Machado. But if he's going to be here rental, you know, for one year and then go try the free agency, heck no, I wanna, I'd rather have three guys. So I'll go with that. I'll go with those three guys. It'll, it'll round up our team. Yeah, I, I, I hear you talking there, Steve-O. Yeah, you're shaking your head yeah, over Yeah, absolutely agreed. Um, now, this isn't a scenario where it's one or the other. Now, I, right. I, I'm going to throw a wrinkle in this, but go ahead and give your thoughts. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think you get to a situation, if, if you're going to start the season, I would rather have the three guys to start the season. Now you get you know a little bit further into the season, you want to reevaluate where you are, and you think you have a chance to go all in, well, then everybody's on the table. If you, if, if you decide, getting up against a trade deadline, that you're going to go all in, then you go all in, and you don't try to just dip your toe in. So whether it's, you know, get rid of the future guys and, and go with the guy that you're going to rent for th- two months, I'm all for that too. But you got to wait. I, I, I'm a big, firm believer you got to wait on a Machado trade. 
you can't make it. I, I know we disagree on that. You want him well, for the full year. I only want him if if we're going to go all in at the trade deadline. Well, it, it, but 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 understand why I want him all year. I think if you have any chance of signing him, you have to have him all year. But I also believe you got to have him all year, and you got to be good. You got to be good. But not if the not if the money's high. If the Cardinals come off as a free agency and offer him high, he doesn't matter. He doesn't matter if he. If you got to have him one year inside the organization, that would not matter one bit. He will see the, the money sign in his head, ching ching, and let's go at it, you know. I'm a Cardinal. That's what he's going to see. Well, so, but here's the other part, too. Here's the wrinkle there's no way they would go get Machado. They still need a closer. So it isn't like they would just get Machado and let's go to war. I don't believe that either. So that's the wrinkle there. Now, obviously, these are semantics, and, and we never know for sure what's going to happen. We know what we believe. There are some guys listening going, ah, you're a sheep. You're, you're buying in. They're not going to do anything. Whatever. We'll see. But, again, I've said since day one it feels different. We'll just move on. Uh, here's a question, Benji, that I think will be real good for you from our friend JP at JMP0726. It, how much say will Maddox have on bullpen usage? Do you think he'll give Matheny advice on when to leave a guy in or take him out? Oh, this is the real deal guy, man. You guys talking about this is Mike Maddox, man. He's the best pitching coach for years now. Um, he ain't going to take no crap from anybody, man. He was brought in to take care of the pitching. Uh, not that Lilliquist didn't do it, you know. I mean, he did a good job, but uh, when that bullpen is set, they're, I mean, they're going to talk about it, but in the end, it's going to be Mike, Mike Maddox's uh, uh, call. There's no way Matini's going to override anybody, man. That guy knows too much. That guy is a, is a great pitching coach. You know what? He knows what he's doing. He knows the matchups. He knows who's better against who. Uh, the numbers. He knows everything, man. I mean, I, I, believe me, I play and I coach with him. So he is a really prepared pitching coach. Now, the pitchers have to they, they're the one pitching, okay? Don't forget that. Uh, he doesn't throw one pitch the whole year, all right? <laughs> so for the fans out there that see the, the Michael Waka struggling, the Carlos Martinez struggling, uh, Mike Miles doesn't throw a pitch. So they got to understand. Uh, with that being said, uh, I don't think I don't think Mike Miles is going to take any crap from Matini. No, no, I want this guy. Oh, heck no, man. I want this guy. He's just a guy. So that, that ain't going to happen this year. Uh, his, he has a follow-up question. Well, let, let's let's address this. Um, you know, obviously, I've never been in a dug a, a major league dugout. I mean, we all we all I say this all the time. We base our opinions on what we want to believe, not what we know. I mean, I we've had you tell people on here numerous times how things really work, and that they fail to believe you for some reason. But you've been in a dugout. You've been in there. You've been in the locker room. The, the bullpen coach they take into account what he says. That's his job. Steve-O, would you have to believe that Mike Maddox would weigh heavily on decisions that are made? <laughs> I would hope that, yeah. You hope that that's what he was hired for is that specific reason. And I think that's what it is. You know, there, I, I want I want to believe that, yeah, Matheny has the ultimate trump card. But at the end of the day, most decisions are going to be made by the pitching coach, the guy that's working day in and day out with these guys. And... You know, yeah. occasionally Matheny might be like, hey, no, my gut says go this way or, hey, I want to go this way. But everything else would be on Maddox's plate. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I've, I mean, it doesn't – just nothing changes in my opinion. Mike Matheny wasn't a pitcher. He's not a pitching expert. I mean, I, I would assume he would lean on this guy. I, just like he doesn't play infield, so I'm not quite sure how he's going to help somebody be a better infielder when people – you know, it, I, I don't – that's what coaches are for. I would assume you would. He go ahead, Benji. He yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't get involved. He might be if he sees something weird or something that the guy's not doing. Yeah, he, he might talk to Okendo and say, "Hey, this is uh, this is the way that, that I see it." But he's not gonna be the Okendo. You know what I'm saying? He's not gonna go to Mike Maddox and say, "Hey, the pitcher is." Uh, he's not gonna say the pitcher is uh, is doing this wrong and da 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 da. Mike Maddox knows that. Again, let's tell the fans this. They are in touch. I mean, they, uh, after the game, at night, they go talk to each other, and they say, okay, who's available tomorrow? Uh, and they go through all of the pitching. And then the next day, before the game and everybody gets in, they're already talking, you know, so the pitching coach and the manager, they're always talking and say, hey, okay, uh, who, who's available for the four? Who's available if we got a long relief? Who's available to close today? 
that matter. And then the game comes, and that's when the difference happens because they already talk about who who they're going to throw, but at the same note, Maddox knows the matchups. It's not that Matini doesn't know it, but, but um, you know, Matini makes the change. But, but Maddox is the one who controls the whole thing there. Uh, he should be. Uh, if you're the best guy out there, and that's what I brought you for, he should be the guy out there. And I think that's what's going to happen. He had kind of a follow-up fun question that we'll get your thoughts on. Um, do you ever see both leagues being the same as far as the DH, Benji? Do you think either the National League will adopt the DH or the American League get rid of it, or do you like it the way it is now? I love it the way it is. I think it's the best league because we have both ways. Um, if they put DH on a National League game, uh, I'll be happy because that prolongs guys' jobs, right? I mean, you can get more more guys to have an extra job, you know, from the minor leagues, so to be a DH or an extra spot in the big league, I would be mad about it. But I, I really believe that it should stay the same. I'm an old-school guy. I'm an old-school player, and I love old-school baseball. And I'd love to see the picture being in $31 million to pitch days and they only have 35 starts to be – and they never get to 35, by the way. But they only got 35 start on a good year, and they get paid 30 million dollars. And then the guys that that are involved in the game for 140, 150, they only get paid 10 million. I don't get it. But anyways, um, I love the old school. Uh, I hope it stays this way. But if it goes the other way, I'm happy too. I mean, uh, I, I love to be. Poor guys getting jobs and stuff on the DH, you know? Steve-O, as a fan, what do you think? you want the DH in the, Ameri- in the National League, or do you like it the way it is? Um, I'll preface this by saying okay. I am old school, but I'm done watching pitchers hit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I went on record last year. I caught a bunch of flack. I, I love my favorite team, you know, 85 Cardinals. Right. I love the speed. I love the small ball. I love the whitey ball. I love moving it. Well, that's but I'm I'm done, exactly, I'm done watching a guy that doesn't work on a craft get up there and hit in a pressure situation. It doesn't make any sense to me at all nowadays that you have eight guys that can swing the bat, and that's what they do, play defense and hit, and you have one guy that can't do a damn thing. You know, And if he does get a hit, he's lucky. Now, I get it, you got your, your mad bombs, and you got some other pitchers that can actually hit, I don't know where the disconnect in. All these guys played shortstop and batted third their entire life. Yep. And then all of a sudden they get to the big leagues and they look like they're part of doesn't, Jerry's kids out there. Doesn't tell you how hard it is? It, it, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. But but at the end of the well, day... Many, many pitchers take it like a joke. That's the problem. It's not a joke. You, you talk about with Wainwright, he takes batting practice serious. He knows what he's doing. He wants to be prepared because he can help. How many games Wainwright won? Right. I mean, just with the bat. So, but a lot of these young guys, a lot of these pictures young, they don't consider hitting. They, they just think it's fun. I see them. Believe me, I have, I have my arguments with a lot of pictures. I'm like, dude, is that really a swing? Come on, man. That, that's worse than a little leaf swing. <laughs> you know, things like that. I mean, I have my arguments with them because they couldn't make a difference. Put a ball on play. Come on, man. I mean, I, I was always arguing with the pictures because they never took it uh, serious. What does your boy Domingo Ayala think of that? Oh, yeah. No, he's he's, he's probably done with guys hitting yeah. like that. But well, my other point is, the other thing I would like to see is I would like to see some standards as far as the stadiums go. I mean, why, why when you're building these new stadiums, you're putting walls at 440 feet and some at 275? I, you know, I, I don't. There I, I should under- be some sort of standards under- there. Yeah, but they, but it's never been that way. I mean, there, there were stadiums that were short down the lines and caverns to center. I mean, I think the characteristics of different stadiums, I'm okay with. I don't. Everybody plays in them eventually, and it and it. I, and again, on this D on this DH thing. You're the luckiest guy. Yeah. The sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the reality of it is, I got to tell you, I really don't care. I mean, whatever, whatever they do there is fine. Here's a good hey, question. Here's a good one. Can I ask you something? Yes. Uh, can I ask you guys something? Yep. Hey, can, I, can we make a bet right now? Twenty bucks. Uh oh, twenty bucks. Want, 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 want okay, what are we betting? Um. Okay, how many home runs is Jim Carlos gonna hit this year? And whoever's close gets the twenty. All right. So who what wants to go got? first? Who wants to go first? 
You go ahead, Benji. You obviously have a number in mind. You throw it All out right. there. Well, I think he's going to hit 70 home runs. Oh, boy. That's a big number. That is a big number. That is a big number. What are you going to go with there, hey, Steve? I want to be the Price is Right guy. I want to hear your answer no, first. No, no, I'm last. <laughs> hey, hey, I get to go last, How bud. are you going to go with one? <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to do. No, it's not close. It's good. I mean, you, it's close. Nobody said you, you couldn't go over. So what's your number? Um, For sentimental reasons, I'll go 62. 62. All right, this is easy for me. I'll go 61. It's simple. I, I, he's, oh, he's okay. You want me to tell you what I really think he's yeah. going to do? I think he's going to. All right, I'll give. No, I'll give it to you. He's going to hit forty-five home runs this year. I like that answer. Yep. I, I don't think he's going to have quite as good as year. It's not by half. By half. It's by the whole year. Well, forty-five. No, I'm, I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that because of the whole field. I know. I know. Think about it. He hit fifty-nine in Miami, and then he's going to go play Boston. Then he's going to go play all these places that are hitter friendly, uh, especially home. Eighty-one games at home, which doesn't assure you you're going to hit any home runs. I know that, but, but I'm just guessing that because it's going to be fun for him. But the only fly ball that goes through the warning track, and you're like, dang it, man, I crushed that ball. Forty-five for me. Well, hey, here's a neat question that I'm excited to hear you answer. Um, this is from Carl Frank Jr. Uh, this is a, a technical question. Where should catchers put their throwing hand when receiving the ball and run? And a runner is on first. It appears Yachty prefers it rested on the inside of his right thigh. I thought this was a, a neat question because I know we have kids that play that listen to the show. Um, I think. I mean. I, from what I've always understood, it's about feel. Now, you do hear people say when your hand's there, it's exposed, and you see that ball fouled off. What What's your thoughts on it, and is there an exact place to put it, or is it to each their own? I think when the runner's on, you should have it behind the, behind the glove. You should learn how to catch, uh, having your hand around your glove, behind it, protecting it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's I've been talking to Yaddy and trying to get him off from that position there. I've been talking to Buster Pulte, um a long time when I was playing with him and stuff to get the head out. Um, they don't, they, that, like you said, that, that's what they feel comfortable. Um, but also, it's like a really risky. You saw what happened to Buster. He bought a, a finger on a foul ball twice already in his career. And uh, he busted up pretty good, and the ball was about to hit right in the area where the first shown in the head, right? So, without being said, yeah, he took a hit, too, on that area. So, I, they've been catching forever, right? They've been catching all their life, so they know their tricks. I have to learn to be a catcher. And when I signed for baseball and I went to minor league, they taught me the right way to put your hand on the back of the on the back of your, in your pocket, put your tongue on your back pocket, and, and that's what nobody loves. And as soon as somebody home, put your hand behind the glove, and that's how I learned how to catch. So for me, it was easy to do. But not everybody can do it. I see more and more guys like Salvador Perez, who's taken three foul balls to the head already. He still have it inside the, the uh, like, Yaddy and Buster. And I see so many kids. I always tell them, I always tell them, it's funny. I always say, you, as soon as you get hit, just get in your head that you're going to be 15 ADL. Well, now it's 10. But, but you're going to lose 15 games of the season just because you have your head there. And it ain't care. They make him feel comfortable. And if they get hit, like Buster, they miss 10 days or more. And then another time, Salvador missed 20 days because he almost he did it really bad. So I think um, I, for me, I'll know the old school way. You know, the way I, I was not behind the glove is the right way to put it. The way you're risking yourself of a big injury. Uh, there's this is a tough one for you from Law Dog Gamer. Um, what role is Yachty going to take with the cards after his contract ends? I, this is probably a tough question for you to ask because I don't even know if anybody. I don't know if Yachty knows what he wants to do after he retires. Does he? Yeah, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Um, it's, it's really cool to say. I mean say that he would be a manager somewhere, and if, uh, if it's with the Cardinals, um, I don't know if it's going to happen, you know, Martini's a good friend with Paul, so 
I don't know if that's going to, you know, I don't know what he's going to do. But we don't know. I think uh, I think a manager somewhere would be great, or bench coach at least, to help out because he's great. He's, just, uh, he's bright at baseball, man. He's, he's really ahead of everybody. Well, we appreciate the questions again. Sorry if we didn't get to your question today. Um, you know, can only do so many. We appreciate uh, the, the submissions. Keep them coming as well, and don't forget our friends uh, that, that, that support this from the Innovative Electric team. New construction, panel changes, full-service upgrades. They'll do your replacements for your fixtures and devices, exterior interior lighting, energy management systems as well. That's our friend Randy Green and Stephanie Green with the Innovative Companies. Uh, the Innovative Electric team, just another arm underneath that umbrella. Uh, I want to move on to the uh, to the Twitter poll here. This one was uh, this one was interesting. I felt like, um, you know, as a Cardinal fan, guys tend to, to to look at this, and we talked a little bit about it at the beginning, and was trying to figure out, okay, where do we sit? What do we do? So I put this out there as you know, like I, I know it's only been a few days, but people are feeling like, oh, we're, we've been stagnated. What is the reasoning? And I was glad to see it. I put in there the one that a lot of people rip on the Cardinals about, monetary commitment. Um, another thing that we, that we as fans tend to do, and we feel like our organizations sometimes tend to do, is overvalue prospects. Obviously, I think the Manny Machado situation it makes things really interesting because he's a once. You know, having the opportunity to get a guy like that, if he fits into your plan, that, that, that's different. But willing dance partners is always another one that I find interesting because people throw out these hypothetical trades all the time, and it's like, well, maybe they don't want to trade the guy. Toronto's an example. Everybody keeps saying we want Donaldson, we want Donaldson. Toronto keeps coming out and saying, and I know they don't say exactly what they mean, but they keep coming out and going, we don't want to trade him. Now, that could be their way of saying overwhelm us, and that's fine. I get that. But it's still part of the problem, right? It's a willing dance partner. So let's go around the table here. I'll start with you, Benji. In your opinion, what is holding up the Cardinals from making another move to address some needs? The monetary commitment, overvaluing our own prospects, the Manny Machado situation, or having a willing dance partner? I think the monetary, you know, the one that is the money is a big deal because they need to think about what they uh, what they need to do with the money, what they need to uh, address with the money. They don't want to go over budget. They want to stay below whatever they're thinking. So I would say... For me, that's the that's the main one. I think that's that's the key to not getting more guys. I think uh, Osborne's going to cost a lot of money. They even think about three hundred million for Osborne um, on Osborne. Uh, they're thinking about all oh, the guys are going to get paid. Arietta is trying to get paid four hundred billion, whatever it is. Uh, uh, so I think I would say that the money, the one, the first one. I think. Steve, I I just think that. Um I don't know if you put it in there with a willing dance partner or the waiting on the Machado thing, which is kind of almost goes hand in hand a little bit. You know, they're they're sitting there waiting on. I'm sure there's really. a lot of back office. Think about it. Talks really. going on, well, right? So if they're talking about the Machado thing, and they're trying to get something worked out with him, because obviously that's a big domino that might set other pieces in motion as far as what you can or can't do. You know, if, if they want a player, if, if you're in, con, you know, talks with the Orioles and they're looking at a player and uh, Tampa Bay wants that same player, but you're working on them, it's hard to make a move because then you're going to screw yourself on the other one, right? Well, yeah, but where I was going with that is, and, and my answer was the Machado situation because it's as simple. If the Cardinals are not in on Machado at all, you would have to believe our deal with Tampa be done. Right. You would have to believe that. I think Tampa is a willing dance partner. I think Tampa's whole situation is being held off by the Machado thing. And, again, I'm not saying the Cardinals should get Machado. I have no idea. I don't have a crystal ball. I wish I had a crystal ball like some of our listeners that know exactly what's going to happen and that's never going to do this. And, listen, I understand that frustration. I get that. The Cardinals, what they've done in the past by being you know, not as aggressive as they should be, not addressing some roster stuff, not doing this – that leads people to feel the way they feel today. And I get that. I felt, Steve, you know this, I've felt that way since day one. Listen, wh- I have called the, the front office to task numerous times. They have not addressed the roster for a long time, and now they're paying the price. But I also think, on the flip side, if you're going to call them out and say, you haven't addressed this, now you're paying the price, at least in my opinion, they're willing to do so right now. To that extent, we will still see. Because really, at, to this point, they haven't really added any payroll, really. I mean, if you really think about it, they haven't done much. 
you know, Ozuna makes Ozuna's going to make ten million. Yes, you know, but they traded away a contract that doesn't really kick in till next year. I get that in Piscotty, but Lance Lynn's gone. So you know, you start robbing Peter to pay Paul here, and they haven't made a major monetary commitment to anybody yet. So I think it's coming. They're and fine. again, I could be wrong. They're fine so far. They're fine so far. I'm with you. Um, the money wise, I don't need to worry so far. I mean, they haven't made any any big move on anything. You know, they give these guys 15, and then they got Gregerson for what six or something. Uh, and then they gave uh, they gave Kosuna is going to get ten. So they're not they're not overloading anything yet. They're not even they haven't come close to overloading money anybody. So we're in good check. We just got to wait and see what they have under their sleeve. That's all. Well, that's good stuff. Um, for our listeners out there, you guys overwhelmingly chose the Machado situation as the holdup, 52%. Surprisingly, second place was Willing Dance Partner. So that tells me that if I look at this, uh, about 74% of the people feel that the Cardinals are committed to making moves. They just need the Machado situation to figure itself out and then some other teams coming in. I had a feeling some people would feel like we overvalue our prospects a little bit. Um, that kind of ties into what we say on the show. You know, potential prospects, I'm going for the proven thing. And, of course, there are some people out there that still don't believe the Cardinals will make the monetary commitment. Hey, I feel your pain. Can't can't help but feel your pain there. And, again, our Twitter poll every week brought to you by the Innovative Heating and Cooling Team. Don't forget them for your new construction needs. Full replacement of your HVAC systems, residential, commercial, refrigeration, walk-ins and coolers, ductworks, anything you may need. Check them out. Innovative Heating and Cooling, another arm underneath that Innovative Company umbrella. That's InnovativeCompanies.com. Um, you know, before we uh, before we close today, guys, um, I I don't know about you, but I'm looking at this thing. Let me ask. I'm going to ask you a tough question here. Okay. So the reality of it is this. Think. I want you guys to think in these terms. If we don't add another bat and we don't add another starter, and all we added was Colome or Luke or Colome or Wade Davis or Addison Reed, maybe even. If that's all we added, would you be comfortable going into the season? Steve-O, I'll start with you. Yeah, I'm comfortable. I, I, I'm, I'm ready to go play. I, you know, whether they do anything more or not, I, I think that uh, I think we're able to compete. Okay? Now, do I think we have a winning World Series winning team? No. But I want them to get more, absolutely. But we're, I think that we've upgraded a little bit, not as much as we want. So, But I'm ready to go play. Benji, how about you? I'm the same way. I'm right with Steve-O. I think uh, we're ready to go, but uh, do we need more staff with Connor? Do we need a, you know, the bullpen will be at the end. Do we need another bat? Yeah, but in a way, I'm ready to go because that lineup is better. We might, we hope, we hope he's going to score more runs. That way, we have the help of the bullpen and we can both up the game that last year we couldn't. So, um, I'm excited. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see that team. Yeah, um, you know, if we don't add another bat, will I be disappointed? I mean, I'd like one, but, you know, I'm telling you right now, all things being equal, if we had to trade away a bunch to get Colome and Archer, I'd be ready to go. I really would. Yeah. I'd be ready to go. Um, You know, again, I was not ecstatic about Gregerson, but if you're going to add Gregerson into the bullpen mix and he's not going to be the key cog, I'm okay with that. Do we have somebody that can step up and be the eighth-inning guy if we had a Colome or a Wade Davis? I think that guy's Tyler Lyons. So I don't have a problem with that. I think Brebbia will be uh, – I like the way Brebbia looked in a seventh, eighth-inning role if we needed him. Um, I think Tui, as he progresses, can be a seventh or eighth-inning guy. I think we have options for there. So while, while I think a lot of people would like Addison Reed and Colome or Addison Reed and Wade Davis or whatever, I don't know that that's going to happen, not with the other needs. So I'll take another bat if I can get one, only because I, I just want bats. Who doesn't want bats? Everybody wants bats, right? But the reality of it is give me a closer. Right. Give me a legit closer, and I think we're better. Now, does that mean we spend as much money as we probably should have? Well, that'll be a conversation for another day, and you know that we'll have it. Jim, <laughs> just I off. Care. I don't care what they have to spend, Jimbo. They, they need a closer. Just overpay somebody, some of those guys if you want. You overpay. For Cecil, you overpay for Randy Schaub, whatever his name is, and and why not overpay for a Wade Davis? Why not overpay for a, a guy who's been proven? You know Absolutely, 
Absolutely. I don't mind that, you know. Well, hey, speaking of overpaying, I don't know if you guys have even looked at this. Opening day is on a Thursday. Huh. Opening day is on a Thursday evening, not a night game, a 6-15. Is that might be the most ideal start time for an opening day. I mean, that gives you all day. Oh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. It is and going to be awesome. And Friday is a Cardinal off day, and it's I think everybody's having an off day. It is? Yeah. So oh, we're gonna play the we're gonna play the D backs on Thursday to open up April fifth, have the sixth off, and then come back with a one fifteen game on the seventh. I mean, this is setting up to oh, be oh, man, a, a day massive, weekend. massive you, party. Benji's gonna have to write a lot of notes. Hey. Setting up really nice for this You're gonna have to write a lot of notes and and contact a lot of teachers and a lot of uh, human resources departments to get a lot of people out of trouble, my friend. But the, the, the thing is, is realistically, he might not have to because it's a 6-15 start, so the kids no, no, might no, be no, able no, to come no, down a no, little bit later yeah, so but, that you're out of the school stuff. Yeah, but you're off the next day. No, the, no. It's the next a four day, day is weekend. the big one. It's a four-day weekend, and we're, and we're calling it right now. Hey, we want to thank uh, all of our listeners for submitting their questions. We want to thank uh, everybody for being a part of the show. Don't forget our social media partners out there, uh, Arch City Sports, um, you know, St. Louis Cardinals Fans Unite, uh, RallySquirrel.com, the great Facebook page, Cardinals 24-7, Cardinals Nation, Cardinals Freaks, everything STL Sports. We appreciate our social media uh, partners so much. TwoBirdsOnABat.com is where you'll find us. Uh, hit us up on our social media sites. Uh, at Birds on a Bat Show for uh, Twitter. Find us on Facebook, please. Two Birds on a Bat. Like our Facebook page. Invite your friends as well. Hit us up on Instagram, Two Birds on a Bat. Happy to have you guys be a part of this. Uh, special thanks to my guest, or not our guest, our co-host, Benji Molina, as he comes to you each week on the M4Bayati.com hotline. Thanks for Steve-O for showing up. Is this two weeks in a row you've been here? I don't know. I lost track. I mean, it's unbelievable. Cowboys are on a roll, though. Yeah, he's on a streak, all right. He's like Cal Ripken, this guy. Um Special thanks to our fans, though. We've really enjoyed uh, including you guys more in the show. Uh, the Innovated Companies sponsoring those segments for us has been great. We've been able to get lots of questions, get you guys involved in the Twitter poll. Thank you so much for your activity there as well. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday this week as we get a little bit closer to Christmas. We hope your holiday season's going well. Um, for everybody here at uh, Two Birds on a Bat, we want to say happy holidays to you and yours, and we will see you on Thursday. Let's go, Birds. Go, Birds. Go, Birds. Go, Birds. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.